0: Thanks. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. I'm going to try the technology. We good. Great. Great. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Thank you for the fan base. I've got a fan base over here. <laughs> I pay them quite a bit for those claps. So uh, you're doing well, guys. I'm just trying to just get this out of the way. But, yeah, there we go. Cool. Um, so we're just going to be concluding the series, as Monica says, on um, where we feel... Compile International Church the Burr has been, is, and God willing, um, by His grace, where we're going. Okay. Um, now you all know the uh, mission statement off by heart, don't you? Yes. Turn to the person next to you and say, "Yes, I do." Yes. Oh, good. We've got one person who's memorised it. Okay, fantastic. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of just uh, do a, a quick reminder about it all Um, and then last week if you remember we talked about missional communities and uh, I'm going to conclude that part and just sort of try and wrap it all up uh, and give you sort of a a vision of where how this sort of works out in the coming two years okay but I I, I saw this joke first of all I thought it was brilliant I don't know if you've worked in business and all sorts of places over the years whenever you see mission statements we always think a a little bit like this they they developed we developed ours not like this just so you know Okay, mission statement, guided by a relentless focus, under there you've got heartfelt adjective, and then on quality, that's your cliche. Um, Another cliche if you can, and then another cliche, we'll strive to long-winded phrase, okay? I'm sure we've all seen those before. Uh, Delivering um, big aspirational word to our uh, value group, whatever that means, okay? Um, But if we flick on to the next one. (laughs) Okay, this is ours, so we try to make it a bit more succinct. And we should really memorize it um, and uh, just have it living and breathing in our family lives, in our various groups, and anything to do with, with just life in the kingdom. So accepted, oh, accepted and transformed to bring God's kingdom into our world. Okay, so as we say, we're passionate, we, we feel as a church, one of our strengths is that we accept all people, no matter who you are. Yeah. So, um, we even accept people who support Liverpool Football Club. I, d- I didn't enjoy Where's Patrick as he run away? He's right there, okay. I'm just gonna say five nil. I'm just gonna say that for the rest of this year. Uh, just because that's a game where Liverpool beat Man United five, five, five. Any Man U supporters here? Any Man U? <laughs> hey! All right, all right, okay. Accepted and transformed, right. Um, and then with that, if we just stay on that for a little bit longer, sorry. I just wanna just unpack that. Just go back one, that all right? Okay, and then, once you're accepted, you know, that's what we're passionate about, that doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, we accept you. Okay, but then we want us all to be transformed, yeah, in the process, we don't want to stay the same. Um, I still don't like lots of things about myself, and by God's grace, as each year goes by, I'm just hoping that, you know, we're just becoming more like Christ, and that's what he calls us to, yeah? Um, and then God's kingdom, and this is really the focus, and um, I, I think so often we get caught up in just trying to build church, but God, Jesus never commanded us to do that. Yeah, he said I, I told you to speak about the kingdom and everything else will, will just come together so that's our focus you know, um, bringing God's kingdom into our world and it used to be that was just in, in Kampala in Uganda but really we realize we're an international community um, in, in the years to come very, very, you know, certain people will, will move on to other parts of the world and we've seen that over the years with this church and, and they're impacting you know, Spain and America and Europe and other parts of Africa, Zimbabwe uh, and so on so that's, you know, if you want to say, what is this all about, Rory? Um, it's about this. It comes back to this ultimately. Okay, so really, I'd love you to just really think about that. And, and also, over the, uh, when the series finishes, it doesn't finish. Yeah, we need to start living it out. So, in your quiet times and just your work and whatever you're doing, you're just thinking, you know, how am I living in regards to accepting and transforming, bringing God's kingdom into the world? Okay, right, we'll go a bit quicker for the next stage so we can get on today's thing. Um, culture, we spoke about culture. Uh, the best example I had for you. Um, was we're trying to get from A to B, and often I don't know about you, but I've been part of organizations and places where uh, they just want to get there, doesn't matter what, even churches, we're just going to get there. Whether, whether it kills us in the process and we hate God by the end of it, we're going to get there, we're going to drag each other and kick each other and punish each other and, and just get across the finish line, okay? Um, but for us, we, we, rather than going on a boda boda. It was built 10 years ago. It's been crashed five times. We'd like to go in a luxury Prado, um, courtesy of one of the MPs of this government, who gets a new one every year. And we're going. So the culture is how the vehicle in which we want to travel from A to B. Okay, um, and that's really critical. Cool. And from my corner, I am really passionate about this. You know, because this makes a difference. When people walk through this door, they already have a feeling of what the culture of this place is about. You know, from their first conversation. Okay, whether it's with Monica or with Alistair. Okay, Um, or Jackie at the back. You know, they're going to make a judgment in the first minute about who we are. So it's really important that we, we, together as members, we've 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 gathered and we feel the culture I'm about to just show you and remind you about is what we are. Okay, so let's flick on. Here we go. Family. Isn't family great? Okay, it's amazing. It's frustrating. It's wonderful. It's exciting. Um, I have moments in the week where I shout at my family, when my family shouts at me where I cry, I laugh, um, all the rest of it, but I adore my family, yeah, and we are a family, all right, so family sticks together, we keep relationship above the issues of life, we don't allow the issues, I've said this so many times, don't allow the issue be above the relationship, the relationship remains no matter what, okay, we are a family, right, let's, let go, okay, worship, if you remember when Pat worship, that was a few months ago now, um, as you saw this morning, we just got a lovely worship, many lovely worship bands, part of our church. I, I just love worship in this place. It's, it's a mixture, you know, singing in laganda and, and, and singing in English and, and just asking God to come and just uh, remind us, you know, who we are in him, keeping our eyes on Christ, yeah, worshiping God, okay? And that's one of the cultures that we love, all right? Next one, um, authentic, again, passionate about this. Let's be real with each other. Let's not have a mask, just pretend everything is wonderful all the time yeah, how are you, I'm fine, how are you, I'm fine, day in, day out, week in, week out, okay, but let's be really real about who we are, yeah, and where we're at, because only then can you move forward, if we, if we leave this mask and try and portray, everything's just wonderful all the time, you're not going to go anywhere, all right, so let's be authentic, and we'll try and demonstrate that from the front. Uh, discipleship, as you know, it's one of the strengths of the church, the Co-City of Monaco and her core team, um, we've got this wonderful discipleship program, but we're all Disciples, they were all learning we're on this journey together. But that's another hallmark. And honor, just the culture of honor. We honor one another. Yeah. And I always say to you, don't know, I'm always like, you know, especially when we have visiting speakers, we we, we clap them in just as well um, as whatever they're gonna preach. Yeah, we don't wait for the preach to happen and then give them a really good clap at the end, depending on how good it is, or a really bad clap. Yeah, and we never do the English clap. Yeah, we do the Ugandan. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. We honor. Um, We don't expect Monica's not going to arrive in a limousine or that brand new Prado next week, unless she becomes an MP, like we said. She will be in her usual car. So we're not expecting um, putting our leaders on some pedestal. Please don't. We will let you down and fail you many times. Okay. We don't put each other on pedestals. All right. But we do honor the fact that we're all made in the image of God. Yeah. And we honor the fact that everyone is made in God's image. Okay. Okay. Um, and then so about the cultures and then the goals and um, if this is your first Sunday, we don't normally go this fast so I'm just doing a quick recap okay? Um, but the talks are all on the website and we can unpack it, you can listen to it then but the goals, let's jump jump on, here we go go on, we, we are we feel called to be around 200 committed people by 2023, we did write these before the pandemic hit <laughs> so we are really trusting God but I think this is really possible and by committed um, from my corner I, I really strongly feel that really it's two or three things or all three hopefully you know you're giving to the church in some way all right um we don't need your money but we just want you to to give you know because money can become a god in its own right so you're giving um you're part of a missional small community over the next couple of years all right and then you're serving and ideally all three but even if you're just doing two of those three i would regard you as quite a committed member of kicl yeah i don't look at the piece of paper and regard that, we could have a member that's not committed, it's quite easy to do that, yeah, it's a heart thing that's going on, all right, so we're looking for 200 people, and I honestly believe that's very, very feasible, and I think I'm really excited to see what God's going to do, okay, next one, 100 testimonies, um, so if you remember we unpacked testimonies the other week, and we talked about this as just being faithful at recording, and you'd be glad to know here is the book, okay, Woo. all right, um, so we've been terrible at writing down what God's been doing with us. Yeah, we've seen some amazing miracles. We've seen um, remarkable um, provision for people for uh, universities and breakthrough and in, in, in just all areas of life. And we thought we need to be faithful at recording what God's doing. I'm an IT guy, so I do like electronic, but I realize I do create multiple files and lose them all over the place. But a book's just a, a safe place to start, all right? And what's exciting is uh, that... Uh, Having just preached that recently, we I uh, had someone grab me yesterday and said, do you know what, I want to share a testimony with you. I said, brilliant. I said, do you mind coming up on Sunday? And she said, yes, that's brilliant, I'd love to. And I said, do you mind being the very first person to write in the book? Yeah, so she, where have you, oh, there we go. <laughs> it is written, in brief, okay? We don't need 10 pages, just a brief summary and the date. And this book is always available. It'll be over there every Sunday, so feel free to write in there, all right? Um, any testimony, and then we will... Followed up and chat to you, and not every single testimony, but sometimes we'll, we'll get you up front and just say, let's just get the whole church to hear that, because the testimony is about God saying, I've done this, and I'm going to do it again. And we see in the Bible where Israel, where they're not faithful about remembering what God's done, they lose their way very quickly. Okay, so we're going to invite up none other than Dawn. Should we give her a round of applause? Bring it up. Okay, that's why you had to do just. I mean, just hold it, be easier. Yeah, good morning morning, Dawn. So Dawn, um, something exciting happened um, with Interpol, which I don't think that's ever possible. Interpol, excitement together. Um, So do you want to take us through the first part of the morning and we'll just sort of, we'll we'll go from there.
1: Yes, um, basically um, I went to Interpol to get um, my police clearance and, and code of conduct before the appointment date. Now that is a miracle in itself, but I'm making this very brief. I'm very meticulous about making sure I've got all my documents together, and I did this the night before, your passport, your photocopies, your photograph, and the printed documents. And I was going with a friend of mine to Interpol for support. And um, I got there, and I found that I had left my documents at home. So I'm like, okay, God, how are you going to work this one out? So I go back home, and I pick the documents. And as I'm about to leave, and I was about to go around the, a different way around, my friend says, no, turn around and go back. On the same, you know, just literally, I'd driven in the gate and I was going to go around the, another road. She says, no, turn around, go back. And I was like, okay. You know, as cars, taxis, and things can block your way. It was out of ease. So I did, and lo and behold, As I had turned round, the LC chairman was coming towards me. Now, this is another testimony, but it combined with Interpol because I had been actually after him for um, umpteen times for 10 days, chasing him for a letter that I wanted. And it was on that time that I had gone back from Interpol. I was, it's like God had taken me back home because he needed me right there at that point at 7.30 in the morning back home to get the letter that he was waving at me. You need to give his letter. So it was his timing and the details. It just blew me away. I mean, and I went back with the letter from the LC, got back to Interpol way before eight o'clock, you know, going across the industrial area. And it, God's timing on that one. And also, I'd gone for support because I'm like, Interpol is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. So I had got a Ugandan friend who's quite brave and bold and gave me support. She says, yeah, but the name, she says, you know, there's one name above all other names. And I was reminded of that in the songs we sung this morning. And I was like, yep, God's above all other names. And before, as we were all waiting to be addressed by the superintendent of chief of police, he opened with prayer. And I'm like, wow. And I got seen on a day that I am not supposed to be there. (laughs) And I got in and out in less than two hours. And I go next week, tomorrow, to go and pick the certificate. And I'm like, God, you're, you're in the details. You're in the tiny details of my life At me to be back at home at this point. I'm not supposed to be at Interpol. He made me forget that I meant to get my documents in the meticulousness of me getting things organized. It's like, in his mercies, he takes me back to where I should be because he's got something else for me there ready to pick up and then to go back and get these other things done. So it's just God, it just blew me away for the, the details and the care that he has in my life. I mean, he does it for every one of us, but it's, it's just him and it's just de- the tiny details of life that have just like, wow, you care that much about me for the tiny details of where I should be, which way I go, which way I turn from, for where I need to be at the right time. So that's my testimony.
0: Thank you. isn't that great love it right so when we share a testimony you know often we, we share God's done it once he wants to do it again so on the back of that I think we should always be faithful and just pray um, for anyone who needs God to do something similar yeah so if you've got paperwork or some complexities with the legal side of things or job or anything to do around government functions as well <laughs> needing to be efficient you know, that would, uh, that would be uh, really good. So let's um, just put your hand up if you just, and we're just not going to embarrass you. We're just going to reach an arm out and just pray for you. So anything, uh, only two people, brilliant. Oh, loads of you, there you go, there you go. Tell we're in Uganda, one, two, three. Right, keep your hand up. We're just going to just put our arms towards you guys. Okay, I'm just going to pray. Right, Father, I just thank you so much uh, for uh, just being faithful with Dawn. I thank you uh, just for her lovely faith in you and trusting in you. And I thank you for guiding her that morning. That you're not a God of accidents. There's no accident in conversations, in chance meetings, in, in the people that lead the processes uh, that we work with. and we just pray for breakthrough for every hand raised right now, Lord God. I pray for breakthrough in every area. and I pray this is the first of many testimonies, just for this one area, never mind the rest of it, but for this one area where you are just totally faithful. So we pray do that and may we celebrate you and honor your name in the process. Amen. Okay, great, okay, so there's testimonies, all right. Um, if we jump, jump through, okay, so 20 missional small groups, this is what we started unpacking last week, um, and it was exciting, and we broke down at the end, and we started just sharing some ideas amongst ourselves about missional communities, and I'm gonna pick that up in a second, and uh, just finish that, that section off, okay? Um, but really, ultimately, our heart is that we have over the next couple of years, um, a number of missional communities. I have to admit, I look at this number now, and I'm like, God, why did we ever say 20? I blame Monica. <laughs> I just, like, I need some faith. And what we need to do is we need to have um, goals that are, that are scary in the sense of we, we need God to be able to help us get there. We don't want to be ridiculous and say, we we'll are a church of 2,000 with 500 groups, because that's just, you know, that's not going to help anyone. But at the same time, we don't want to be right, God, we just want one missional community so we can achieve the goal and celebrate. And then God says, you did it all in your own strength. I wasn't even involved in the process. So we're trying to get that bit in between, all right? Um, So uh, let's jump on. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more in a second. All right, the other one we had was 50 leaders. And like I said, we're not saying 50 people up front on the senior leadership team. What we're saying is leading worship groups, leading small groups, leading missional communities, uh, leading in the serving area and the refreshments area and the welcome area. You know, it's, it's, we, we need multiple leaders uh, in the church but we want to invest in leaders which is why we've made that a specific goal as well. Okay. And then 100% resource. We didn't want to put a financial figure in it. Like I said, we're not a church about money but we want to make sure that we're clear about what God's calling us to and if we're getting that right, God will provide for us. Yeah? 100% and probably more. All right. So we just want to make sure that as a church, we're behind it And I think where our money is, that's where our beliefs are often as well. All right? Okay. So let's jump jump on. Then we'll go through. Um, There's one, just as we go unpack and finish Missional Communities, this is one verse I want to hang on to, okay? Where Jesus said this in all four Gospels, so it's so important, but we'll take Matthew 28, 19. Jesus says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And this is what I love. And surely, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Okay, isn't that, I just love we could spend just the next rest of the day just reflecting on that and unpacking it, all right? But I want to hang on to the bit here. It says, surely I'm with you always. And I think one thing I sensed just about this morning is that I think for some of us, there's different seasons where we feel, yeah, I can feel you, God. I can sense you with me. You're close to me. this this feels good right now and then there's other seasons in life where it's like where are you (laughs) can't see you yeah we're crying like god what's what's happening this doesn't not making sense to me all right and all i can say is as a family we encourage each other so when one so if alice is having a tough time right now i get alongside alice and say alice let me encourage you let me pray for you let me take you out for, for a coffee and let's chat about life let me let me get behind you okay and another season, Alistair's the one calling me and saying, "Roy, how's life? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's just, it's not good at the moment. And he's, he's taking me out uh, for a nicer coffee at a nicer cafe and encouraging me, okay? But joking aside, you know, we're, we're all of these different, this is life, isn't it? It goes like this, okay? And I'm sorry it's not all the way up here and it just won't be until you're in heaven one day, all right? But as a family, we're on this journey together, okay? But the truth is, the scripture is always true. Jesus said, I'm always with you. And I can, I can say that. I can, you know, you remember a couple of years ago when we had the situation where one of the guys that worked with us, you know, we found him dead in our property and we had, I had Savannah flying out for emergency operation. I had Beth uh, on, on the edge of breakdown and I had work was, was horrific. Do you know what I mean? If you remember me saying at the time, it's like, I, I don't know what's going on, but I know God's good. Okay, I can look back now and, and say, okay, God, you've been faithful. You carried us through this incredibly difficult season. And we've all got our own story. That we can share. Okay, But this is a great scripture to come back to. You remind ourselves why we are on earth for such a time as this and what God is calling us to. Okay. Right, we'll flick through. Um, ultimately, missional communities, as we unpack it, is what we want to do is to create a radical mission-minded church that transforms culture. So you want to be stuck in these four walls, you know, growing and having a lovely time together. We want to be out in the Boa, Kampala, in Tebe, wherever we are, yeah? And bringing the kingdom wherever we go and we're transforming the culture around us. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve when God said, I want you to cultivate, you know, to take charge of this land. You know, it's not, not just staying in the Garden of Eden, but transforming the world as we know it. Yeah? Right, let's jump on. Uh, we'll flick through. We'll keep going just for time's sake. Um, jump on. So we did this last week, so I, I just want to do that for a recap. Let's go, Jimmy. We'll just um, keep going keep going right just want to remind from last week again the six core values of missional communities all right this is really important one family we've talked about that let's jump on to the next one discipleship next one we're on a mission together next one we have a vision now they pause here briefly we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a second but It's not one vision now. We've got an overarching vision of bringing the kingdom, but each of you got passions. If you remember last week when we were sharing, one person said, I'm passionate about music. I want to gather some musicians together. I want to do this. I had another person saying, Rory, I'm so passionate about the kids on the street and I want to be able to impact them and and, and find finances for tuition and bring good health to them. I had another person saying, I've got, young, I've got a young baby and I, I want to gather other mums around and encourage them. And it's a place where it's not just Christians coming together, but non-Christians as well. But in that environment, as they hang out with you, they just see something different in your life. And they're like, what is that about? What is it about you? Why are you so peaceful? Even when things are difficult. They say, well, let me introduce you to my best friend, Jesus Christ. Yeah? They'll see the difference in the mission and community of those that are Christians and those that are not. I promise you, the actions will speak louder. Than the words, and each of you. So I just pause there, Each of you have a vision. Now we can't all go out at the same time and do 50, 60, 70 different visions. All right. So what you need to do over these coming weeks is we're going to get, we're going to have a chance to, to gather what is God has laid in your hearts. We will then look at it as a leadership team. We will then share with you and say, look, this is these are some mission communities that we're thinking about. And it might be in season one that it's not the one that you feel, you know, oh that's not my primary thing. Okay, I wanted a coffee club not a tea club, okay, that's a j- terrible joke, but it might be like, you know, my heart isn't ultimately kids on the street, mine is really um, about reaching business people, however, that's not a missional community right now. My second passion, I am passionate about kids, so let me get behind, let me go and join this missional community and get behind it. Does that make sense? Okay, so it's gonna be a bit of a storming stage of us just sort of working through which missional community to start with, all right, but it might be we don't start with, with the one laid on your heart, so you might be asking God, who can I get behind, right, next one. Life change, So transformation of people's lives through serving. We serve one another, yeah? It's a sacrifice in service. There's something wonderful in service, isn't it? It might be uh, even the worship team, you know, they're sacrificing their time to, to lead us in worship, to develop that culture of KICL, yeah? Um, it might be in your missional community. You're, you're the one that makes awesome cakes, okay? I'm um, not, not going to show off, but my wife makes the most amazing, the most remarkable um, cinnamon rolls, which, uh, uh, which I love. So I make sure that she sacrifices and serves me. No, I'm joking. Sorry. She sacrifices and serves my team. I take it to work and they love me for it and I can thank my wife now. But how can you serve that mission or community? And it's gonna be a sacrifice of time, okay? Ultimately, I think. All right, next one. Ambassadors, so the other core part of mission community is representing KICL's core mission, which is really this, if we just jump on again, okay? bringing the kingdom of God through signs and wonders, care for the most needy and the extension of peace. Number two, expressing the father heart of God through the recovery of identity and personal relationship to a good father and transforming culture through the influence of the values, the Israel values, honor, authenticity, worship, discipleship, and family. Let me just pause briefly on point two, expressing the father heart of God. This is critical, and I know I keep saying this, and I know you're going to get annoyed as I say this again, but what you have to remember is that God loves you, and you are made in the image of God, all right? You are, we are, I am, all of us, sons and daughters of the King of Kings, all right? We don't have to work for that value to increase in any sort of way. However, the way that you're wired up is that you feel, I do have to do that, because from a young age, like I always say, we do that first art piece, and your teacher says, that's wonderful. It's not really, but the teacher's been a good teacher, yeah? You think, oh, if I do this, I get this praise back, yeah? And so from the very beginning of schooling and home life, you know, you, you're getting value from your performance. And to try and separate performance to saying, actually, I have intrinsic value because I'm simply a son or daughter of the King of Kings. He's already died on the cross. There's nothing I can do, okay, to move that forward in any way at all. So right now, as you sit here, it doesn't matter what you've done this week, God values you and loves you just the same as if you've been out there and you've brought a 1,000 people to Christ and raised 10 people from the dead and changed the whole nation. Yeah. It's, it's mind-bending, isn't it? It's, it's really hard because you're like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But you've got to keep reminding yourself that you have intrinsic value. And if you don't feel that right now, I just challenge you, get into God's presence put your favorite worship songs, lie on the ground at home, whatever it is for you. Go on a walk, put the headphones on, um, whatever it might be. But get into God's presence and remember that you have value. Okay? Alright, let's jump on. Okay, so just finishing the last 10 minutes, I just want to say how, you know what's next. How do we get started from here? And if you remember last week, let's jump on. There were two things. We talked about this. We said, what is God saying to you, and what are you doing about it? This is a really good question to ask yourself again, and I hope you've been asking yourself during the week since we first shared it. Okay? What is God saying to you right now? One, two, what are you doing about it? Are you doing anything about it? Okay. And it might be a long-term plan. Okay. So you might think, okay, one, well, in three, four years' time. But how are you positioning yourself right now to bring that to fruition? Yeah. Or is it immediate? Is God really laying stuff heavily on your heart right now and you're thinking, okay, God's saying this and I need to get going quickly. Yeah. In other words, what's your page? So professionally, what is God saying to the moment? A, affinity, what areas interest you? So as we've talked about missional communities last week, and we talked about passions and places and people, what resonates with you? Okay, what excites you? And gifts, what gifts do you have? And where will they be put to good use? Okay, so... As you look at this, you might think, well, actually, Roy, well, yeah, I feel, I feel really called to this. I feel called to lead this missional community, and I'm going to put my time and resources, and I'm going to build this team up. We're going to go for it. Or it might be, um, I've just got, I'm just in a good season of finances. I just want to re- help resource a missional community. I want to help resource whoever's behind getting uh, in front of the kids on the street and tuition. I want to, uh, that's how I want to help. Or it might be, um, I'm an, an amazing administrator. I'm not working full time. I'm good with just sorting out the detail. I like to support a missional community and just helping them get organized. When are we going to meet? Where are we going to meet? Who are we going to meet with? You know, doing sort of the leg. I, I don't know. There's a million things you could do. All right? What are the gifts that you have and how can you be part of it? And then the entry points. What opportunities do you have at the moment? And where are the open doors? Okay, so there are, there are open doors in different seasons of life. So it might be this, you called to something over here, but the, right now the door is completely closed. Okay, so don't be resentful. So right I'm going to trust you in the future. We'll go through that door. But right now, right here, what am I called to today? Yeah? What is it that you want me to do right now? Where, where are those open doors for me or the mission or community? If we jump on. And we said people, places, and passions. We'll jump on again. Okay, so the six things you need to look at going forward, all right? I'm just going to unpack this in the last five minutes we have very quickly. Right, we're going to find a leader, discover the vision, form a team, gather a group, establish a 3D rhythm, and reinforce the core values of a missional community. All right, so these are the steps for us to go forward. Number one, we're going to find a leader. I love this quote. He who thinks he's leading and has no one following him is only taking a walk. I like the fact it's male. Do you notice that? There's no woman. Women don't do that. They always have people following. There's the guy there. You generally know a leader. you're, you're a leader if you look over your shoulder and there's people following you. Yeah? That's just a, just a good sign of, of leadership. All right? Um, so, my question on this one is ultimately three things. Let's jump to the next slide. If you want to be involved in leading a missional community, there's three things that we would have. One, are you connected to Jesus? How is your relationship with Jesus Christ? All right. Number two, is the character of this person that wants to lead the missional community, okay, is it like Jesus? All right. So is their behavior living out a reflection of Jesus Christ? Now, we're not going to be up to his standard, of course, all right? but in the sense of um, they don't lie, they don't gossip. All right? They're good at listening rather than always speaking. All these various things. What's, what's the character like? And then compet- competency with Jesus. By this I mean, um, are you a committed member of KICL, church family, okay? You don't have to be a member of the church per se by our official paperwork, all right? But are you, like I said the three things earlier on, are you part of the church, all right? Um, And with that and competency, do you know what your gifts are? Because MC leaders, you understand, they're not to do everything themselves, all right? But really the skill of it, it's almost like a, um, a conductor leading an orchestra all right you're drawing out the gifts of your missional community all right it's not just the dictator it's so we're going to do this now we're going to pray around the barn we're going to do this 10 times follow me you'll be the one taking a walk by yourself very quickly all right you might be hey monica i know you're really passionate about prayer could you gather us and encourage us about praying into specific areas around this let's say it's the neighborhood we go let's say it's this field out here this area right here all right so might draw her out, yeah? And then i say, Jimmy, you're really musical. Do you mind just thinking about some worship songs when we gather next time as a, as a missional community? Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, so you, as, as, as someone who's competent as a leader, you're drawing out the very best of the people in your group, all right? Let's go to the next one. Uh, vision, now I've talked quite a lot, a lot about uh, vision, but basically I wanna say this quote to you. Missional communities must be built around a leader who builds a team around a vision. Otherwise, groups tend to drift into the default decision of consensus and shared ignorance, rather than a momentum of mission. Let me say that again. Missional communities must be built around a leader who builds a team around a vision. Okay, so you're building around a vision. It's not like we're gonna get together and just have a long chat about trying to get consensus and get everyone happy. You have to lead, yeah? It's really important that you lead. All right, let's jump on. Um, Teamwork. (laughs) all right <laughs> so um this when team i mean this is a core team so it's not just one person leading the missional community but it's a core team of two three four people okay and then there's a wider missional community around those people does that make sense and this team thing is so critical especially for us in the transient community that we live in yeah because if one person goes lead that, we don't suddenly that missional community to collapse because it was all resting on one person but it's on a team yeah, so if that one team member goes, it's fine they can bring someone else into that team and then the sustainability of that missional community continues okay? I hope that makes sense and as you look at that core team, what you're going to find is you're going to find ultimately um, going uh, to I'd say the fivefold ministry gifts you've heard of so often, all right, in Ephesians 4.11 and this is around the apostolic the prophetic, the evangel- um, evangelistic uh, the shepherd and the teaching gift And each of these five gifts have a slightly different edge. Some are sort of pioneering, and some are developers, all right? So the apostolic, prophetic, and evangelistic are pioneers. They sort of, they they make a way, all right? And then the shepherd and the teachers generally are developers, all right? So the pioneers go and gain the space. Let's let's use military as an example, okay? So so they have an army, and they're going to take this ridge on the hill. They come and take the ridge, the pioneers get the ridge, all right? But they're not always great at keeping it, all right? It's the developers who come behind and ensure that it's then established and reinforced and that Ridge is kept. Okay, so using myself as an example, I'm I'm very much a pioneer, I'm a starter. I can get us going on this. I'll be terrible, in a year's time I'll be on something else. Yeah, I love starting new things, breaking new ground. All right, my wife, thankfully, is the opposite. She's more sustains, stay focused, Rory. Let's keep this going, let's develop it. So on your core team, all right, you wanna build a team around you where it's not everyone are pioneers. You need some pioneers, you need some developers, you need some apostolic, prophetic, event, missional focused, okay, and then those that are really good at shepherding and pastoring. You all have a role to play, does that make sense? On the core team, all right? Okay, um, next one. Then you need to gather a group, all right? So it can't just be the missional community leader and the core group, but it's actually there's, there's a group gathering around you as you move forward okay so having established a leader a vision and a core team you need to start gathering others who are excited about the same vision as you all right and right now you might already be aware of people that have a similar from these initial conversations you've had you might already be aware of um others that are passionate about what you're passionate about all right so you're already starting to storm and form these these various groups all right let's jump to the next one with it, then you really need to think about the rhythm of this. And we're going to do some training with those that are leaving these groups. We're going to be put, I'm going to be putting you guys together, and we'll unpack this a lot more. So I'll just stay very top level. But ultimately, whenever you meet, you want to be doing one of three things, okay? You're either looking up, so deep connection to God and worship and devotion, looking in at your own character, or focusing out for the missional community. And so initially, what you might do is just have lots of barbecues and food and just eat food and just talk and get to know each other, all right? So that might just be you guys just just gathering in, understanding your character, your identity in Christ, unpacking the Bible a bit, okay? Um, you might then say, right, we're going to go through a season of worship. We're going to worship, just focus on Christ. And you're looking up. And then once you've done that for a few weeks, right, now it's time, let's start getting out there. Okay, you're gonna get out. You're not just gonna stay out on the streets the whole time or in the cafe or um, with the street kids or whatever you choose to do, all right? You're gonna get time where you gather again as a a core group and and you're gonna build community and fellowship and friendship. Does that make sense? So this rhythm goes around those three areas, all right? We'll unpack that much more later on. Then finally, Okay, as we've said earlier on, okay, we're going to reinforce the core values of our missional community. It's something else you're going to do in these missional communities, all right? So have a family feel, discipleship, mission, vision, life change, and ultimately ambassadors, okay? Bringing the culture of the kingdom wherever you walk. I hope that's a very quick through the whole thing, okay? Um, I'll make those slides available on the website. We will be unpacking it further. Uh, time-wise, we're not going to break into smaller groups this morning, but what we're going to do to finish is I'm just going to pray, and then I've asked Patrick if they'd just come back and just lead us through one worship song just to honour God. But I just want to say this. I don't want us to sort of think, right, brilliant, we've done the strategy, and we look to the cultures and the goals, and it's done. Okay? We need to make sure that we're holding this conversation in day-to-day life. All right? So I want you guys to feel, you can come up to any of us and say, hey, Rory, you're talking about... um, the fact that as a church we want to have um, 200 committed people. I haven't seen anything about trying to bring others into the church right now. What are you, you know, what are you doing about that? <laughs> now I might turn it back on you and say, well, what are you doing about it? Okay, but it would be a fair challenge. So what, what I'm trying to say is ensure the conversation of the cultures and the goals are living and breathing in your family lives. All right, and we're going to get a magnet or something and try and do something cheesy. I call it American. Sorry if you're American, but. The magnet on the fridge okay so you open your fridge every day and say oh yes that's our goal and that's our culture all right um but also in in the various preachers and in, in everything that we do in life but i'm excited because i know that god is going to breathe life onto this all right i'm going to see some really exciting missional communities coming out over the next couple of months all right so we'll email out some further details about next steps with that okay but to finish with just make sure you're just asking god what do you want me to do in this next season do you want me to lead one or do you want me to be part of a group Okay, what is God saying to you right now and what are you doing about it? All right, let's pray. Father, just thank you so much for this morning. Uh, Thank you for our church. We thank you uh, just for this. Looking at these various things over the last few months, even years, Father God. And we just pray uh, by your grace that your kingdom uh, will expand and grow. Father, we pray that you breathe life on it. Lord Jesus, we pray that each of us finds our part to play on this great, great commission of bringing your kingdom to the world. I thank you that you promised, as you said in Matthew 28, that you will be with us always, and even right now as we're here, you are with us, and you value us, and you love us, and you have great plans for each of our lives. Let us live the life you've called us to live. Let us stand in front of you in the years to come, and say, God, I was faithful with the great commission that you put on my life, and the place that you put me, because we were born for such a time as this, in your precious name. Amen. Right, right, let's stand. Well, Let's uh, worship God. Okay.
1: So, um, remember that first song we did? Let's tell you about it.